Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study of the book of Esther. We're now in chapter 3, looking at verses 1 and 2 from the God's Word translation, and we get to meet Haman. But let's listen to God's Word. Later, King Xerxes promoted Haman. Haman was the son of Hamadatha and was from Agag. He gave Haman a position higher in authority than all the other officials who were with him. All the king's advisors were at the king's gates, kneeling and bowing to Haman with their faces touching the ground because the king had commanded it. But Mordecai would not kneel and bow to him. Again, this is Esther chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 in the God's Word translation, which titles this Haman's Plot. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Esther chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 in the God's Word translation. And in this section, we get to meet Haman. We get to see his uh, new position. He's been promoted to the next in the kingdom, next to the king. And some of the commentaries think that um, he was like a, a, an official, like a chief of, uh, chief of staff or something like that. But let me share what the commentaries had to say. The main plot uh, in the book of Esther begins to unfold in this chapter. And the narrative prior to this helps to develop what's going to happen. So it's letting you see that there are plots going on and this is another devious plot that's uh, going on in King uh, Xerxes' palace. So it's just, uh, again, is helping to build the story, build the suspense to what's going on. In contrast to Mordecai's unrewarded service to the king, Haman is honored even though the narrative hints that he should be dishonored. It also said that um, the things happening in chapter 3 is happening at the same time. The events are happening at the same time as Esther has gotten married and the plot with the two who plan to kill the king is exposed. So it's saying all of this with Haman is going on, you know, about the same time. Uh, the Jewish lit to Jewish listeners and readers, they understand the, that the title that uh, letting uh, the readers know that Haman was Agag was really a derogatory um, term, a derogatory title for him. 
uh, he was part of uh, the Amalekites. And Agag was an enemy of Israel because of the Amalekites' attack on the Israelites when they were uh, traveling to the, to the Promised Land. The narrative is uh, already revealing what type of person Haman is and what he will turn out to be, which is evil. <laughs> evil like the Amalekites. So if the derogatory title is also meant to reveal his lineage, then it also enhances the racial tension of the story. This is a battle between Yahweh's people and their longtime enemy. And the commentary went on to say that God's going to vindicate his people. But let me continue reading. The tension of the narrative is further enhanced by Mordecai being a Benjamite. And it seems a descendant of Kish, Saul's father. And this sets up the book of Esther as a, uh, the resolution of an ancient feud that Yahweh had vowed to resolve in Exodus chapter 17, verse 14. And it also restores honor to the lineage of Kish. Saul is not mentioned at all in this book, even though he's a close relative to Mordecai. Unlike Saul, Mordecai will do what is right and what must be done on behalf of Yahweh's people, on behalf of God's people. Uh, Haman um, has supreme authority among the officials. This is his new uh, title given to him by King Xerxes. He has supreme authority and I guess um, great power, great corruption, because that's what the power did to him. It brought out that seedy, that, that side of him where he wanted, you know, look at me. I'm the best. I'm the top. And how dare uh, Haman not bow? But let me continue reading. Uh, he had su supreme authority among the officials, presumab presumably second only to the king. And it uh, uh, kind of indicates that he was like a chief of, chief of staff or a general. The Hebrew text doesn't uh, reveal precisely why Haman was elevated to this role. And it could be because of the different things, acts of service that he did for the king. And Mordecai, to, uh, adhering to his principles, which um, were bold and daring, and he refused to give reverence or bow down to Haman as the rest of the king's servants did. And he may have done it intentionally, intentionally, or he could have done it because of his beliefs. But he refused to bow before Haman, and that caused Haman to have an anger, not just of, of um, Mordecai, but now a whole race of people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we ask that you bless our going out and our coming in, just as you have with the story with Esther and Mordecai. You blessed their going out and their coming in. Even though in this point, it doesn't seem like um, Mordecai is going to get uh, a, a earthly reward. But we know that 
he has a heavenly reward and that he is going to do great things because you know you do great things for your people because of the place that you've placed Mordecai and Esther so God bless our going out and coming in as you did with Esther and Mordecai also God hinder all devices of the devil that will cause us to stumble that will cause us to deviate from their divine plans and paths for our lives we know that Mordecai could have said uh, like the I think Matthew Henry said you know I'm a Jew I don't have to do it I'm Jewish I'm a Jewish Jewish exile I don't need to help this pagan king but that's not what uh, Mordecai thought because that pagan king was married to his his cousin so you gave him insight God you gave him um, had him in the right place at the right pl- at the right time to see the schemes of the of the uh, evil one and father help us to connect with every opportunity you have for us and god bless us as only you can we're praying for those who need you in a special way the needs are so many praying for those who are in mourning right now praying for those who need healing right now praying for those who need financial breakthroughs right now and father we're thanking you in advance and of course there are more needs but those are the main ones that i can think of and we bless your name amen thank you for spending time in god's word with me be blessed